0: This show is for the sales leader who knows they have a pivotal role in driving outstanding sales results. Getting hired or promoted to manage a sales team is a big accomplishment, but you know you have to work hard to become a great sales leader. You are listening to the Divine Comedy of Sales podcast. Here's your host, coach, and advisor to elite sales leaders from around the world, Matt McDarvey. Hello and welcome to the Divine Comedy of Sales podcast. I'm Matt McDarby, veteran seller, leader, coach, and advisor to elite sales leaders all over the world. Again, so excited to have you listening to this second episode of the Divine Comedy of Sales. Welcome. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at how can sales leaders manage their time better? Now. As a sales leader myself and as a coach and advisor to now a few hundred other leaders over the last 13 years, I've observed a nearly universal problem. Sales managers acting like time is their their number one enemy as opposed to their greatest asset. This is one of the first hurdles that a sales manager needs to clear if they want any kind of chance at being successful. And this is not unique to my experience. I've, I've found a few quotes. Uh, I read one from Mark Cuban. Time is the most valuable asset you don't own, right? That's a reflection of the fact that, man, we, we just got to make great use of our time. And it's the number one struggle that sales managers have as they enter into this role. And frankly, it's a problem that I see even tenured leaders struggle with. It's just a fact of life as a leader for all of us, but there's something about sales leadership roles in particular that make this an acutely challenging problem to solve. You know, another way of putting it, time marches on and with it goes your opportunity to make an impact on others. That's the feeling that I've had and that maybe you've had, that man, I want to make an impact on this business and on the people that work for me, but time seems to be working against all that. So that's really again, one of the key ways in which great leaders just look at the work differently, they know that in order to be successful in the role of sales leader, whether you're a frontline manager or a leader of leaders or a chief sales officer, right, you know that you must solve this I don't have time to do important things well problem. Because if you don't, you'll never really be able to become the leader or lead the way that you want or need to. As you listen to this, you might recognize that this is not a new problem. This is not a phenomenon that's unique to 2023 or 2025 or whenever you're listening to this. This has been a problem for a long time. In fact, uh, this was the problem that actually motivated me to write my first book, uh, The Cadence of Excellence, It was published back in 2017, which was, what, almost five and a half years ago now. In that book, I tell a story about a great leader that I had the chance to work with, connect with many years ago, a gentleman named Jeff Lautenbach. At the time, he worked for IBM Software Group. I'm really hoping I can get Jeff on the show at some point down the line here. He's been doing great things ever since I met him, uh, but is in a leadership role, a global leadership role at Cornerstone On Demand now. But I'm mentioning that story of Jeff, chapter one of the Cadence of Excellence, where I'm illustrating this problem, right? A very specific issue with the focus and the way time and energy and assets were being applied to one business. And the point of that chapter and the story in it is that a leader does have, ultimately has responsibility for solving this problem. But there are a few key ways that I want to share with you in today's episode that sort of capture not only what, you know, how Jeff went about solving this problem of, of not having time focused on the right things, uh, but how others, other great leaders have done something very similar. So there are really three big steps that I want you to think about that I think you can turn right around and apply here at the end of the episode. So right at the top, Uh, In order to solve this problem, right, in order to be able to make best use of time, the first thing that great sales leaders do is they define success. They define success clearly, specifically, measurably. Here's what that question might sound like if you were to ask it of yourself. What am I trying to achieve? What are we, the team, what are we trying to achieve? What's the business outcome or result? that we want? Those are all basically different versions of the same question. What is success here? Why would that be the first thing that we would do in order to make better use of time? Well, you may already know the answer as I'm asking the question rhetorically, but in order for me as a leader to apply this most valuable asset at my disposal, time, to the things that matter most, I first have to know what matters most, right? That clear, specific, measurable vision of success has got to be defined. And not just sort of vaguely in your mind, but clearly and preferably in writing, right? So that we can share that clear vision of success with others. So if you're a frontline manager, you may not be the person who's ultimately responsible for establishing that vision of success. It may be that that's coming from somewhere up in the up in the leadership chain, right? Your chief sales officer or CEO. But I would argue that even you as a uh, frontline manager, there is a version of that vision of success that is very specific and that pertains to you and your team, which may be just a small piece of the bigger business. So understand, as you listen to this, when I say define success, I'm not just speaking to a chief sales officer who is responsible for developing the overall vision of success for the organization. I may be referring to you, that frontline leader or leader of leaders, who's got to establish a clear definition of success for just a portion of the business or just one small team. So again, that first big important step for you to take in order to manage time better, to make better use of that asset, define success clearly, specifically, and measurably. So... That vision of success, you could say, that's our desired state, right? For my team or for my whole organization, that's our desired state. Well, the second step in solving this big time-related problem is we have to define what we need to do to achieve that vision of success. And this is basically strategy 101, right? Strategy at its heart has three elements to it. Where are we today? Where do we want to go? And then what do we need to do to get there, right? Current state, desired state, and then what do we need to do to, to kind of close the gap or, or get to where we want to be? So the second important step in this process of reining in time and making better use of it is to define what we need to do to achieve that vision of success. Let's break that down a little bit further because that's simple enough idea, right? But really to properly diagnose what we need to do there, we have to, we have to sort of look at some elements of that question. First, what does the current state look like, right? Do we really have a deep understanding of what is going on in our business right now, in our pipeline, in our customer relationships, in our sales process, in the methods we use to engage with customers, in how we work with supporting functions, on and on. So what does that current state look like today? As a leader, once I'm clear about what that current state looks like, my mind naturally turns, I think, toward, well, what needs to improve, right? So if we're doing a true and full diagnosis of the current state of our team or our business, the next thing that we should be able to identify is, well, what's not working well? What is working well, of course, because we want to keep doing those things, but what is not working well? What do we need to do next, right? So if we are in our current state, The business looks like this today. We know what our vision of success is. The desired state looks like that. I've done an effective diagnosis of the state of the team, its effectiveness, its efficiency, the tools we're using, our processes, all of that. Then I should be able to determine, well, what needs to improve and what do we need to do next? Now, all of that translates into a new set of expectations potentially. What expectations do I need to set or reset with my team, with others, right? With colleagues, with peers, with other functions. So, all of this is part of the kind of the second big step here, which is defining what we need to do to achieve that clear vision of success. It all hinges on an effective diagnosis, identifying how things are going today. What is that current state? What do we need to do better? What do we need to do next? And then what expectations might I need to set with others, people on my team? Driving great sales results is hard. Doing it consistently is even harder. There are so many obstacles that can prevent you from becoming the most effective sales leader you can be. Find practical advice you can apply right away by picking up your copy of Matt's book, The Divine Comedy of Sales at www.divinecomedyofsales.com. So as you're hearing all this, you may be thinking, yeah, but I thought this was about time, but time management, stick with me, right? Let's keep going. So the third step, the third big part of the process here for making better use of time, after we've defined success clearly, after we've defined what we need to do to achieve that vision of success, Is that we, for ourselves, we need to define our top few areas of focus. Put another way, where do I need to focus? Where and how can I add most value for my team? What role must I play in all that? And this is where I I believe you would start to see or achieve or arrive at some clarity about the way I am using my time today, the way you are using your time today and how it should be used going forward. Because in the end, this feeling that we as sales leaders have that, man, I just don't have enough time to do important things well, it's not because we have less hours in the day. It's because we have this feeling that we're not applying our time to the things that really matter. So if we've gone through a process of defining success clearly, identifying what we collectively, our organization, right our team, my little team, what we need to do differently. We've done those things. And now we're thinking about where do I need to focus? How can I add most value for the team? Where will they need my support in order to meet those expectations that I have to set or reset for them? There are other big questions here that as you think about how you will work with your team, the role that you play in supporting them. I'm just going to call them out because these are sort of the underlying challenges that I find sales leaders have, that it's not all that difficult to determine, you know, where does my focus need to be and where do I need to invest my time? A bigger issue can be, can I trust my people to get the work done without my constant intervention? So, as you think about making improvements to the way you, you manage and, and apply your time, I'm telling you, you are going to run into a moment where you're challenged by, how well do I really trust my people? If I give them the tasking of doing certain things that I've done for them in the past, can I really trust that they're going to do those things well? Or am I going to find that they're not meeting my expectations and I'm just, just going to have to dive back in and do their work for them again, which means I have the same problem of time. It's just taken a different form now. So when you make the choice to reassess how you're using your time, one of the questions that I promise you will wrestle with is what do I need to do to arrive at that place where I trust my people to get their stuff done without my breathing down their neck all the time? If you think about your team today and think, boy, I don't know. I I don't know if I can trust them. I I, I don't know if I can let go and and have them do really important tasks uh, that I have to typically be involved in. Well, then I would say, remember what I said in episode one about how great sales leaders think. They look at issues like that through a development lens. So here's your challenge. If today, as you think about what you and your team need to do to achieve that clear vision of success and you think I can't trust my people to do certain critical tasks, to execute certain activities as effectively as they need to be done without my being involved, then I would say you have a development challenge on your hands. What do you need to do to help your people develop the skills or the capabilities that they need to be trusted, to do the work? Because if you cannot reach that point where you trust their capabilities, then this problem of time and constantly feeling the pull of being dragged into activities that you shouldn't be involved in, it may never go away. So again, even this issue of sales leaders managing their time better comes down to, at its heart, a development problem. So if you're hearing this and thinking, boy, that's a tough question. Can I trust my people to get the work done without my constant intervention? And you're thinking, no, I can't. Well, then what I'm saying to you in the, in the most straightforward and somewhat blunt terms, well, then you have a development problem. You've got to address that development issue before you can expect to have this time problem fully solved. Now, since we're still on the topic of managing your time better, I think there is one more question uh, that kind of gets to your role, which was we're still sort of on your role in all this. And it's a question I think sales leaders don't stop and think about sometimes. And it's just, what can I stop doing? What can I do less of? If I take a hard look at my calendar, are there activities that really are not high value activities or really aren't that closely connected or connected at all to that vision of success, what we are trying to achieve and how we're going about achieving it? So there anything that I can just cut out, right? So it could be something as simple as that. You may be able to get a little bit of time every day or every week simply by asking yourself the question, what can I stop doing or do less of? Because it's simply not that important right now. So to recap, this challenge, right, how can you manage your time better, sales leader, boils down to, it's more than just a sort of a re-engineering of your calendar It's more than just learning time management skills. Those are good things to do. I'm not saying not to. But there really is a process that you've got to go through to make sure that you are applying your time to those things that really are important. Because again, the problem, as I've stated it, is I don't have time to do important things well. So what was that process? First, arrive at a clear vision of success. What am I trying to achieve? What are we trying to achieve as a team in the clearest, most specific and measurable terms? Second, what are we doing to get there, right? What are, we, what are we currently doing or what are we about to do to achieve that clear vision of success? And third, what are those top few areas, like top three areas that I need to focus my time and energy on in order to support the team as it goes about the work that's required to achieve that clear vision of success. Where can I add most value? Do my people have any development issues or opportunities that I need to address in order to trust that they're taking on certain activities that just shouldn't fall to me? What can I stop doing? Who can help? All sort of kind of sub-questions, if you will, under that, what do I need to focus on? We can't simply take on more, right? We've got to figure out What are those top few things that are highest priority? And then anything else needs to be sloughed away from the calendar. So what I've just taken you through is for those great sales leaders who've solved this problem, I don't have enough time to do important things well, which by the way, is an ongoing challenge, right? This is not a solve it once and you're done sort of a scenario. Think about how frequently things change in your business, you know, a new strategy, new people, whatever, right? There are a lot of reasons for why we have to stop and reevaluate how we're using our time. But the key here is if you want to be a great sales leader, this is a problem you must know how to solve. So today's episode's really been about, well, what is that process? What is that way of thinking that great sales leaders apply to this problem so that they can reach that point where they lead the way they need to, the way they want to, the way you aspire to. I hope that this look into how great sales leaders solve this problem and how they manage their time better has been helpful to you today. That's really what the Divine Comedy of Sales podcast is all about, right? It's taking a hard look at how we can shift our thinking and make small changes in our behavior that will have big impact on how we lead. In the next episode, we're going to take a look at another angle of sales leadership, which is coaching and really consider the question, do you have what it takes to be a great sales coach? Hint, yes, you do. We're going to talk about how to close the gap, perhaps, that might exist between the way that you coach today and uh, the way that you would like to coach in the future. And that's what that next episode is all about. So we'll be talking about some practical ways to improve your capability as a coach of sellers. So I'm very much looking forward to having you join that next episode. Until then... This is Matt McDarby author and host of the Divine Comedy of Sales podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Bye bye for now, we'll see you in the next episode.